Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. I'm here today with special guest Katie. Hi guys. Yeah, today we have uh, three asshole stories from the Am I the Asshole subreddit with an emphasis on plant life. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wanted to find a theme, a really a through line to connect the stories. So here we go with the first story. Am I the asshole for refusing to give back my bipolar neighbor's plants? I live next to a couple whom I'm friendly with, but not much past how are you, and chat about things in the neighborhood. Last week, I was out for a morning walk, and I noticed my friend lug- lugging a butt-ton of plants from her backyard to her porch. She said hello, and I stopped to chat with her and see if she needed help. Turns out she finally felt inspired to work on a new garden she has been planning for months. She ripped out everything she currently had and was going to put it on the curb to give away for free. I've always wanted to have a nice garden, so I felt like I had struck gold. I offered to pay her because there was a substantial amount of plants, but she refused. I wheelbarrowed everything over to my backyard, bought her some pastries as a thank you, offered her money again to help with her new garden. She again refused, and that was the end of it. I spent the weekend with my boyfriend replanting everything. Now our backyard looks great. However, I got a knock on my door yesterday from her husband. It turns out that she struggles with bipolar and was going through a manic episode. There is no new garden that she's been plotting for months, just a bipolar-induced attack on their backyard that she now regrets. She's too embarrassed to talk to me herself. I get it. I struggle with depression, and the fewer people I have to explain myself to, the better. But she wants her plants back. Apparently that garden was her baby. In a fit of mania, she destroyed it. I'm sad for her because shitty decisions when you're in the mental toilet suck. But everything is already planted in my backyard, and I'm not willing to put in the effort to dig it all up. Now, it'll look awful, and that's what they're dealing with now, but it's not my fault. I nicely told him pretty much that, and he just said okay and left. Now, every time I see them, they completely ignore me. Am I the asshole? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think so. I think that maybe she could buy some flowers to help out, like to start off, but I don't think she's an asshole for it. Yeah, well, let me tell you, people with bipolar, they do the most peculiar things. It's very They very do. Strange. I have a friend who's manic bipolar, oh, and yeah, and she does things like this all the time. And I'm like, you know, I get it, but you did technically do it yourself. Yeah, and you know, yeah. it's like that meme, oh no, the consequences of my own actions. Exactly. I, I totally think that that applies in this case, because, yeah. you know, if the husband had said something or, you know, if anything had uh, happened before, then they should have talked about it. Yeah, you know, and I think it's just very strange. I mean, you gave away all the plants and now you want them back, but that's not, the plants won't even be sustainable because you've already uprooted them and replanted them. And now you're expecting them to just uproot them again and plant them a second time, which I don't think many of the plants would survive in that case. So I think in the manic episode, like she did say that she wanted to start a new garden. So maybe the neighbor could help out, you know, with starting that new garden for her with different things. And maybe it might help just like a change of scenery. Exactly. Like if you feel bad for it, then there's, there's ways to, you know, mitigate these feelings. Obviously I don't think you should, you know, re-uproot the plants and give them back, but maybe help her start a new garden if she really enjoys gardening and then, help her with this and you know but you don't need to you know give the plants back i don't think you need to do that i don't think anyone's an asshole here i just think uh, you people need to communicate better and if you're having these manic episodes i would encourage you to seek therapy i totally agree i think she should definitely talk to somebody about that yeah because uh, if i came home one day and my wife was just uh, tearing apart the garden i'd be very concerned 
I think anyone would be concerned. That's an unusual thing to do. Yeah, I think it's a very unusual thing to do. If I came home and my roommates had, like, completely changed the whole house, I'd be like, um, what happened? Like, you know, you need to talk about something? Yeah, like, why was I not consulted? This affects me, too. Exactly. Like, um, so we had a roommate at one time who no longer lives with us, but they randomly brought home a cat and didn't, like, talk to us about it. They just brought home a cat. And we were like, well, the dogs don't like the cat. Like, we would have liked to have had some kind of input on it. Well, now you get a cat, so it is. <laughs> oh, man. More, every time that I go on a guy's trip and leave Kayla here, uh, my wife, with my stuff, I come back and all my stuff is rearranged. And I don't understand oh, no. why, but <laughs> she says uh, she rearranges everything. It's not like anything ever gets thrown away or destroyed. Right. But, uh, things get rearranged, and, you know, it doesn't really bother me, but it's uh, it has inspired me to not take so many trips. <laughs> Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people who just like to rearrange like every two weeks. And I'm like, I couldn't do that because that would, I feel like that would make me go manic at that point. Yeah, like uh, I, my uncle that I used to live with, he would re, he rearranges everything constantly. And every time I go over to visit him, it's like his entire room has been completely restructured. The bed is reoriented, all the furniture. Like, how do you have the, like, what, what, what possesses you that make you rearrange everything in your room? Like, I'm very content with my room the way it is. Yeah. Like, I haven't changed my room since I moved in, and I moved in a year ago. Yeah. Like, things have moved, like, a picture here or there. But other than that, like, nothing really changes that much. I, I don't understand how people can just change everything all the time. Yeah, you know, people need to learn how to accept things the way they are. Mm. That's, mm. that's profound stuff right there. Anyway, story number two. Okay. Am, am I the asshole for not feeling bad about killing my girlfriend's plant? Mm. I'm a 27-year-old male, my girlfriend, a 26-year-old female, and I've been living with her for eight months. She feels that I'm responsible for her dead plant. She went away for three weeks, and then I joined her, and we traveled for an additional two weeks. When we came back, she found out that her favorite plant had died. She was very upset about this. When I went to speak with her, she expressed frustration and anger towards me for her plant dying. I told her, with, I told her very angrily that she did, not, she did not give me any instructions for her plant. She felt that I should have paid attention to it and noticed that the plant was dying. We spoke about it the following night after our emotions had cooled, and she apologized for putting the blame on me, but still felt like I was responsible for the plant dying, and she was frustrated that I didn't feel any remorse over it. I had very minimal awareness of the, pla minimal awareness of the plant's existence, and she didn't once tell me to take care of it, so I'm finding it difficult to see it from her point of view. Am I the asshole for not feeling bad about killing her favorite plants, potentially? Okay, so as someone who constantly kills plants, <laughs> um I, d I don't think so because had she left instructions you know like water it once every other day or once daily or whatever then he would have been more um aware aware yes yeah. of the plant and to continue to check on it but because yeah. it's just like always there he doesn't usually think about it obviously it's not always in his mind to think oh this plant needs water yeah exactly and as a man uh, who has this problem i've been told i had this problem a lot i constantly forget that things exist like uh like dishes in the sink those just don't exist like if i'm not thinking about it it's not something that exists in my reality like especially yeah. someone else's plant i'm not going to be looking at like kayla always tells me you should notice this you should notice that it's like i i don't notice these things i'm, I'm sorry my brain is not wired to notice these things <laughs> 
I live with two guys and I totally experience that all the time. Not that with my things, but with like when they talk about each other's things, because we share a dog and obviously that needs, she needs a lot more attention than a plant does. Um, but one of my roommates will, he, my, so my roommate Wes and I usually take care of the dog. Sam does not, um, which is totally fine. It's not his responsibility technically. But every so often I'll be like, hey, can you just let the dog out? And he's like, oh, yeah, she's still locked up in the cage. Like, I totally forgot she was here because she usually doesn't make any noise. And so if with, especially with a plant that doesn't make any noise, doesn't move, it just sits there. It, I can totally understand why it would just be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And if you're going to leave someone to take care of your stuff, you have to leave them, you know, instructions. Like I've pet sitted for people before and I've, I've gone to water people's plants. Uh, like if I go to someone's house who tells me, that, hey, I'm gone, water my plants. I have no idea how to water plants. I'm just going to spray it a few times and walk away unless you give me detailed instructions. Right. Like soak it until it drips or just, you know, put an ice cube on it or whatever. Yeah. If I, if you tell me these things, I know to do them. If you don't tell me, I just forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Like if I'm aware of something, I'll make sure it happens. But if I'm not aware, I can't make it happen. Like uh, I just recently got an air plant a couple months ago. I'm very proud of myself for still keeping it alive. Uh, it's very simple to take care of and they're really cool. They don't have any, uh, they don't need to be in soil. They don't need to have any roots or anything. Uh, you just, they just exist. And then you soak them in water once a week. It's real simple. Hmm. An air plant? No, I've never had one. You should look up air plants. You would love them. Hmm. Maybe I will. I think you should be a good investment for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final story. So, I, a 25-year-old female, live with a roommate who is also a female that is 26. She is a long-term friend of mine. We both struggle with mental health issues, and we tend to be pretty understanding of each other's boundaries. One of these boundaries on my side is that I need a text message when my roommate is going to have someone over so that I can make preparations to hide in my room until they're gone due to my anxiety. Like grab snacks or start laundry before the guests arrive. When we first moved in together, there was a bit of a disagreement about this. I won't go into too much detail about that particular fight because it's not really relevant beyond my personal feelings. But basically, she had people over very suddenly at around 3 a.m., and they were very loud and woke me up. Although we had already discussed my needing of a heads up to message before this, I didn't get one until they were already on their way up to the apartment. Also, I was asleep, so I woke up and freaked out anyway. So after that happened, we fought, but ultimately made up again, and she agreed to text me a little more than occasion since then. I'll come home, and there will be someone in the apartment, and she'll say something like, oh, I forgot to text you, or I'll be in my room suddenly and hear people come in before getting a text saying, I have someone over. And I obviously feel trapped in my room without having a chance to prepare. So here's where I think I could be the asshole. Tonight I got home from work, and I saw some men's shoes by the door. I panicked since I hadn't received a text and started rushing to put my things away so I could get to my room before crossing paths with her. With her guest. My roommate, for whatever reason, moved a potted plant in front of the coat closet, so I moved it out of the way, but then it got knocked over when I opened the closet. I picked, the, I picked it back up, and the plant is fine, but now there's a pile of dirt on the ground that I refused to clean up because I just wanted to get to my room. Once I was settled, I got annoyed and sent my roommate a text saying, thanks for the heads up. I feel bad now that I left her a mess to deal with in the morning, and also that I sent her a rude message. I know it's no one's responsibility to tiptoe around my anxiety, but I just don't think it's that absurd to expect a quick heads up message. Am I the asshole? Okay, so no. As someone who used to live with um, in an apartment with somebody who I only had the shared living room, the kitchen, and the and our two bedrooms, it was very small, and we both knew to text each other. And if we forgot, 
you know, we would like apologize the next day or whatever. But as someone also with anxiety, yes, I totally understand that she like freaked out, was in a panic to get into a room and, you know, things happen and maybe she could clean it up in the morning, you know, like offer. Um, but I definitely would have been like, thanks for the heads up. Like next time, would you like, please remember to let me know because I would also be stressed in that situation. Yeah. And especially if you're living with someone who has different emotional needs than you, you have to take those needs into account. Uh, I remember, um, I would, I would, when me and Kayla first started dating, if I was, when we first moved in together, I mean, if I wanted to have people come over, I would tell her like last minute, be like, oh, by the way, so-and-so is coming over. I learned very quickly that you can't really do that. That's not appropriate to do. You have to you have to have discussions with people that you live with about one hundred percent. Yeah, and you have to take account, and you shouldn't like tiptoe on, around people's anxiety, but you should take it into account. And a lot of people who don't have anxiety don't really understand these things. Like, I don't have social anxiety. I have anxiety over really, in my mind, silly things. Like it won't be oh someone's coming over it'll be over different things. Like, Oh, did I leave the stove on? Like I'll be at work randomly worrying about if I left the stove on, even though I, I haven't used the stove in weeks. It's really weird. It happens though. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people put plants in really stupid places that make them prone to be knocked over. And I think that that's their fault in a way because I agree. Yes. You've seen this too. Like people put plants in the worst possible places. Yes. My so for, same former roommate who brought in the cat had 27 plants. I know that because they all had to fit in the back of my car. But she had 27 plants and they were just all over the house. And sometimes they were just in inconvenient places and they'd get knocked over or like, you know, they'd be we'd have to move them. And sometimes we just forget to move them and knock them over. Well, yeah, when there's that many plants, it's almost like a hoarding situation at that point. Exactly. Like, why do you it need awful. plants? What void in your life are you trying to fill with your 27 plants? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm a little overwhelmed, honestly, with my one plant, but we make it work. Do you have any plants? I do not. Well, I have, so I have fake flowers, and then my friend got me flowers for Valentine's Day. I like for Galentine's. I know. Um, and so I have those, but those are the only plants. I've killed all the other ones. They're all gone. <laughs> you know, you should really be nicer to plants. There was a study conducted some time ago where they hooked up all kinds of electrodes and whatnots to plants. Uh, they actually have um, not, not like a scream, but when you cut a plant, uh, there's something similar to nerve endings or whatever. It's like the plant screams almost. That's it's very personification of it but similar to like you know it, it pants plants can feel pain basically was what the study concluded with interesting not I didn't like know that. that a human or an animal can feel pain right like it, it reacts negatively when you cut off piece of it is the yeah. best way i can explain it i'm not a fancy scientist with a bunch of letters after my name so we'll have to get one of those on and they can explain that part to us <laughs> oh, maybe man. on the next one on the next one, yeah, you know, I'm actually, uh, I'm in talks with a few, a few big name people, so stay tuned for that. Oh yeah, I'm excited to hear that. So since continuing with the theme of plants, what is your favorite plant? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I would probably have to go with, so I love succulents, but I don't know like the different types of succulents, mostly because I can keep those alive much longer. <laughs> but I love like um, the there's a succulent that has like a very bright pink flower mm -hmm. and I can't remember what the name of it is, but usually it only grows one. And that is my favorite. I've always loved that one. 
Okay. For those of you listening, find out what that plant is and then mail uh, my friend Katie, mail her like 50 of these plants. <laughs> 50? I'm planting them all in the yard. <laughs> yes. It, and think about it. If next time you have a manic episode, you can just uproot them all. Exactly. And the, the, our front yard has no grass anyway. So, you know, it'll be fine. It'll this look exactly the same. It's ecosystem too. It'll attract bees, get some pollination out there. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, I think my favorite plant is a, it's a South African flower that uh, the width of the flower is about three feet. So it's a really big flower. Uh, I don't know what it's called either, but this giant ass flower. I'm going to look it up actually right now because I want to know. It's the world's biggest flower. The world's biggest flower is the Rafflesia arnoldi. I'm not very good with Latin. Uh, is there like a, a non-Latin name I can call it? No, nope, no, nope, I'm not seeing one. Rafflesia arnoldi. It can grow to be three feet long and weigh up to 15 pounds. It is a parasitic oh plant with no leaves, roots, or stem that are visible. I would love to have one of these. They look so fun. You'll have to show me a picture because it sounds very interesting. I'm going to send you a picture right now so that way we can have your live reaction to this flower on the program. So what did you think about the flower? I loved it. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. I know, it's so big. You could like... I, I, it, would, it would take up a lot of space. Just it would. A garden of those. That would be so pretty. It'd be so lively. Yeah. For those of you who want to look at a picture, look up the uh, the world's biggest flower. I'm not going to try to say its Latin name again because I'm confident that I got it wrong every time I tried. <laughs> but but yeah, Katie, do you have any final thoughts about plants? Um, I don't think I'm going to get any more, but I do enjoy other people's plants and looking at them. So you're a plant moocher. Uh, yeah, I am. Mm, tisk tisk. Well, anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks, audience, for listening. Uh, if you thanks could. for having me. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. You did great. Thanks. All right, everyone. I will see you all next time on Lessons with Mike. Take care. Bye, Bye. guys.